Welcome to this installment of The Citadel, uh, brought to you by your friends at Trending in Education. Uh, I'm Mike Palmer. I'm uh, joined, as always, by Brandon Jones. Brandon, uh, welcome to The Citadel. Ah, it's The Citadel. It's back. It's been two years. How I've missed you. Oh, my goodness. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stuff. You think winter is just now arrived, but I feel like it's been winter for two years here. The absence of The Citadel. Oh, my goodness. We've been talking about, like, just real wonky stuff yes and, and now this uh this great uh content crucible is uh, is back here again westeros yes uh, we've joined you again all those things and uh you know we like to say our content strategy is uh get them in with the learning science and keep them with uh with the edutainment that's what we so, say that's uh, it's on it's mer- it's, it's on our it's merch on our t-shirts um, it's a it's a when you get it it's it's a, it's a high, pricey t-shirt because it's a lot of words but absolutely that's, that's what we always say. We're all those things. And, uh, and, uh, and then also, uh, we happen to be joined, uh, Fortune would have it, with, uh, with another friend of the show. So, Frank Jones, welcome back to, actually, welcome to the Citadel. Welcome back to trending and education-oriented content. But this is your first time on the Citadel. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, great to be back here on Trending in Education and even more thrilled to be a part of the Citadel. So I can't wait to get into this. Let's, let's get it started. Yeah, let's, welcome. Let's, let's do that. So uh, full disclosure, uh, Dan Strafford is uh, out of pocket, but we are expecting Dan to be back on subsequent uh, uh, episodes of the Citadel. But, uh, but, but best of luck to Dan and for those of you who love Dan. He's, he's like safe and sound. Though, he's right? safe and sound. Okay. Uh, he'll be back in the future. And hopefully uh, Frank's an example of uh, what we'll be doing a little more through the Citadel, getting more uh, guest, uh, guest hosts to join us in our deep dive. So uh, with, with that being said, uh, very recently we have all watched episode one of season eight, Game of Thrones. Uh, episode name was Winterfell. And uh, first impressions, general, uh, general high-level, top-level take on episode one, season eight. We waited two years for this, Brandon. Uh, I know you've been chomping at the bit. You've been champing, champing. at the bit. You've I only doing, champ. You've been doing all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. What's, uh, what, what, what are your first impressions? Yeah, I'll bat lead off here for us, uh, although interested to hear what you guys thought, too. Um, you know, so this is a six... Uh, episode season and I think that's important as you think about like what each episode like the water it needs to carry so um, episode one was always going to be I think like medium good was going to be the ceiling for episode one Mm yeah there's a lot of catch-up that we had to do we had to bring a lot of people up to Winterfell we had to resolve uh, tidily and I'll come back to that uh, too tidily I think some outstanding storylines uh, episode six presumably is going to be some kind of whole series wrap up. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the seventy third episode. Um, so I really think it's the middle four episodes that are going to be where this season is made or broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from this, so I uh, there's some things that I liked. Uh, maybe I'll start with that and then hear what else y'all liked, and then uh, I'll get to some of my hotter takes on things I didn't like so much. Nice. I liked. I like the um, the aria, the series of aria greetings. Yep. Um, so the the greeting with John, hugging it out, exchange with the Hound, I thought was nice. Uh, exchange with uh, Gendry, a little flirtatious there. Um, I thought that was that sort of the triptych there was pretty good. 
Um, I like the uh, R plus L equals J reveal. I, I, we should actually say, we should have said this at the beginning. Spoilers. You are going to get so spoiled. Oh, my God. If you, why are you even listening to this if right. you haven't watched? Stop right. listening now. Just stop listening now. Yeah. If you haven't watched uh, season one, or uh, excuse me, uh, episode one of uh, season eight, uh, go watch that and then pick this back up. Right. If you haven't watched season one, at all if you haven't watched any game of thrones i mean feel free to stick out stick yeah, the ride. just to wing it yeah. yeah yeah so um the reveal of sam tarly telling uh john about his lineage i thought was really well done i yep. was excited i didn't know what episode that was coming in i was happy that it was in episode one because mm-hmm. every episode it wasn't going to be in was an episode it wasn't in right so i thought that was going to be hanging over the show if they didn't resolve that soon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as a tie back to trending and education sort of the, the parent of this uh, citadel uh show I think it just shows, like, how, again, how important education is in this show, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the person who's ostensibly the George R. R. Martin character in Sam Tarly, mm-hmm. who's like round and bookish and lovable. Um, George Martin is at least two of those things. Um, you know, being the one who actually delivers probably the most important news in this whole show. Right, right. Because so, there's, there's your deep cut that Game of Thrones is really uh, just a pro-literacy uh, joint. That's right. right. Like that the whole, like, it's it's very pro-reading. It is. Davos learns to read. Like, they, they Gilly, listen, listen to our Serene, uh, trending in education proper about learning through Game of Thrones that's for right. Brandon's that's right. uh, take on this. But uh, very much about reading as uh, sort of uh, the the gate opener uh for for a world of of wonder indeed yeah. so those are some things i liked how about uh, how about you guys yeah i would i would echo the things uh i liked aria's uh greeting right i think the when she first seen john i think you could see that there was still a little bit of the old aria in her i don't mm-hmm. know if you got a glimpse mm-hmm. of that how she almost wanted to kind of act out of her current character and kind of like run up to him and give him a big hug but then you seen her kind of like reserve mm-hmm. her her behavior so i thought that was a, a very interesting thing um i'm also glad they got the uh John being a Targaryen out there as, as soon as possible because you're right. I, I didn't want that to kind of um, linger on for too long. I thought the um, the dynamics between uh, Sansa and uh, Danny Danny yeah. were, were very interesting, right? I mean, as to be expected, right? But um, to kind of witness. Uh, Danny's approach to that, right? Because she could have definitely gone another way, right? That with that, right? And and the fact that I think she feels for John the way that she does, I think she let she let her slide a little bit. You know, I think in, in any other context, she would have probably been checked for for her behavior. So I thought that was an interesting um, dynamic. What else was uh, some of the things that I really look forward to? Um, I think the the notion of um, Danny telling Sam that I'm the one who uh, executed your parents. That was another uh, interesting choice too. And I think, again, it just kind of goes to show that her leadership skills are um, probably, she's given the best example, I think, of what it means to to follow someone that you're inspired by, by leading through example. That was a perfect opportunity for her to kind of gloss over that or not even mention it at all. And uh, I think it was, it was admirable. That she it it, it is an example where uh, the importance of high EQ uh, may not have made it to leadership courses in uh, Westeros back in the day, though, because she was uh, she's a little abrupt, you know, and how she delivered in, it. In how she delivered it, uh, but uh, she owned it though. She yeah. did own yeah. it, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, like I thought, to, I would agree with uh, what you guys were putting out there. Like the table was well set, right? So like 
this episode was a table setter. Like, it, not a lot happened. And like, it was going to have to be again, given like. Yeah. It, decent amount did happen though no like john rode a dragon yeah Yeah. he found out about his heritage sam found out about his father i felt like there was a lot yeah i guess nobody died nobody died you know what i mean and there wasn't a lot of battle action there was a lot of like getting everybody it's almost like the you know on the the big game board Mm-hmm. We were getting everybody into position for the action, to your point, Brandon, that's going to happen in the next four shows or so. Also, I heard a lot of the shows are going to be longer than an hour. This yeah. one was actually pretty much an hour. It's 54 minutes. This yeah. is the shortest of the six. Yeah. Um, so, there's only one other that's under an hour, and then there are three that are an hour 20. It's uh-huh. actually a little over than that. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a little bit of um, – for casual fans who – maybe are then i know a few people who are you know just cutting to the chase saying like i I ain't got time to go through seven seasons i'm just gonna watch some youtube action and figure it out as i go like i've talked to a few people who are doing that it might be fun to get one of them on the show (laughs) yeah interesting to hear how because it's so much content content. well and they said like like this show it was just a lot of people you know introducing themselves again to each other with like knowing glances and that's like that feels like a lot of action for those of us who've been following these characters for, you know, six, seven, eight years. But if you just are watching it, you're like, okay, so like everybody showed up in Winterfell, what's actually going to happen. And so like, I I think that take, I I feel that way. Like where like, I'm kind of, table's been set. Maybe, uh, maybe I've seen the menu you know, maybe I've ordered my appetizers, but nothing's really been brought out uh, to chew on just yet. Because yeah, the stuff that we knew is a little dramatic irony, too. Like, we knew stuff that the characters didn't know yet. True. So the character needed to figure that stuff right. out. But there wasn't, like, a, there wasn't a new big reveal where, like, we learned something that we didn't actually know before. That's so, true. like, so that's why I'm kind of ready. I'm ready for more. But uh, but then that was what we that's what we like. So like, yeah. I, I think you know probably could have gotten to maybe like a six or seven out of ten in terms of awesome, and it was maybe in that range. Who knows? Yeah, there there are a couple things I thought that uh, I I would downgrade it a little bit. So mm-hmm. first the the dragon date dragon ride date. Yes. Yeah. So um, now I would I would assert that you need a date for Danny and John. Yeah. Because you like there is going to be so John just found out about his lineage. Danny's gonna find out about his lineage. Did she find out be, in the next episode? I think she will. Better. And I think that's gonna be awkward. Yes. Yeah. Right. So um, on, on multiple levels. On right? multiple levels. Yeah. Like on uh, the who's the ruler of the realm, right. you know, who is what this relationship that they're in. Right. Um, she says aunt. Jesus, huh? But, yeah. but, but I mean, in Westeros and even among the Targaryens, like that's yeah. not really a deal breaker. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, but so I think that so their their tryst that they had at the end of season seven, mm. uh, where they're on a ship, uh, they never thought they'd be on a boat, but then they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think you can leave it there. I think you actually need one more beat yep. to establish the like the romantic nature of that relationship. Yep. So. I'm cool with that. That's fine. The smooch, it's all fine. Uh-huh. The the thing that I thought wasn't great was the 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 dra- the fact that they chose to use the dragon ride as the date. Yeah. And then they made John look so doofy. Like his whole yeah. his whole he was like, "Whoa, I'm <laughs> about to fall whoa, off a dragon." Uh it's it's uh and I get that, like that's a that's a like a Disney trope where you got a yeah. princess and like the then like the it's prince very, uh, feels how like to, how to train your dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought about when I seen that yeah, scene. and it was so that part I was um, 
uh, I could have done with a different choice. I was, I was signing off for the date. Mm -hmm. I would have, I, and I, I guess, and John needs to learn how to ride a dragon. It's true. You think they just go for ice cream at like at Dra Dragonstone? You know what? They got a lot of up at uh, Winterfell. <laughs> ice cream. Probably. Ice cream. That's true. They used to have cream and then winter came. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just get my one other out there and then want to hear what your guys' takes were. But um, the other thing, and maybe the thing that was the biggest for me, uh, uh, thing I didn't like was the rescue of Yara. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think this just, uh, this just demonstrates how little the public watching actually ends up caring about the Greyjoys. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Yara is rescued by Theon. It was like three arrows and yeah. an axe in the head, a yeah. headbutt and a handshake. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, did you, do you got a little dingy? Because uh, or I guess not. Um, because how are you getting to Winterfell? She's right. like, uh, right. goodbye. Right. What is dead will never die. Right. Um, right. But that was resolved in maybe like, I don't know, it was like six minutes. It was fast. Yeah, if that. And we have all of these these storylines. Like, how long did it take for Yara to go to attempt her rescue of Theon? Was it like a season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So, like, and I get that the, you know, we had fast travel last season. Everything's been sort of foreshortened because of the, the, the cause TikTok, the, 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 talk, the time is running out. Right. Um, but that felt like, boy, these characters don't really matter that much. Right. Because look how quickly we tied off that loose end. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree with you, except I would say Euron is, is, is kind of a, big player in the plot here now mm -hmm. so like there's sort of like the great joys i don't care about <laughs> right and then there's euron because euron's got some he's bringing some action in this particular I'm show sure that guy's swagger right he's like, I, oh my he has god no fear in his approach. oh my god because like this is my whole basketball uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure where we would uh put the great joys but but euron is like he's bringing some uh irrational confidence to everything that he's doing and uh and then, uh, what do you guys think about the whole elephants? Uh, I was hoping, <laughs> hoping there be elephants. Any uh, any thoughts on on that uh, aspect of the the story? Because because that was kind of hilariously over the top, and yet uh, somehow humanized Cersei in an interesting way. And I do find that like the acting. Uh, you know, I also had you know I was kind of binging on uh, outside of the core content. I watched all the interviews on HBO with all the actors and yeah, you start like to remembering the oh my yeah. god you start to realize how um uh like the actress who plays cersei for example just how uh tremendous her performance is and how like she's able to both embody this like genuine villain but also bring uh bring real humanity to the performance where like even the uh, I was hoping there'd be elephants. I just found that to be, uh, you know, one of the nicer touches. Cause I so did, he thought that was a, a, a resemblance or a characteristic of her, like human nature side, like, oh, elephants. Like, I, I just thought it was, an I thought she was like, I want to trample and stomp people with the elephant. That's how I took it. Well, I, I think it's a little bit of that, but, but I also, I, I think just, it's all of that. I, I'm, I'm in Frank, the, the Frank Jones camp here. I'm all, I'm all in on the wanted to trample. It's just I'm not sure going she, to the circus. I'm sure she wanted to trample. I'm, I'm elephants, sure. Demons. Well, not to mention that's a whole nother uh, angle, which we need to get into is like, what are the accommodations like in Winterfell right now? Well, I mean, I know, I know, I'm jumping around, but like, I do want to get. Sounds I brought that up. That's an excellent point. I, we don't have enough food to feed the unsullied and what are the, all, what are the dragons eating? Right. Whatever, whatever they want, they want. whatever yeah. they want. But that's, only apparently only 15 goats and 11 sheep a day. That's I'm I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I'm truly skeptical because they're like depressed about how cold it is. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. likes it up north. 
but uh, but anyway, so I went from uh, Euron to to elephants to Cersei. But uh, but other other aspects of this the the show that kind of jumped out at you that we haven't well, touched on. Yeah, um, no Night King. Like there was yeah. at all. Like we didn't even get to see him like making any advancement. No progress. No <laughs> high level shot of just him in the. He left us White a pre- he left us a, pre- he left us a present. He did leave us. He a leave present. us a present. But, yeah. Okay. Um, can, yeah, maybe we can break down what that symbol represents. Yeah, I I feel like it's just some appropriation of just general pagan symbolism. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like there's so there's Ned Umber, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the boy, right? Ned uh, Lord Umber, who was because uh, also uh, Lady Mormont, right? Is that the that's, Lady Mormont? Yeah, because because she was the other. She made a nice appearance again. She did, but previously she and Ned Umber were kind of hanging out in. Uh, or, or am I misreading? That? No, so I, there there were two. Um, there was a Karstark and an Umber whose uh, older siblings had been killed in the Battle of Bastards, and so there was a thought that they would give away their their heritage, their their homesteads to families that had been loyal. And John made the decision, which Sansa disagreed with him publicly, which was a problem they were beefing, right. to keep it with those children. Right. So right. Um, there was a Karstark and an Umber, Ned Umber, right. the boy. Right. Um, so Lady Mormont was already like the head of her home, okay. uh, of, of her house. So, but similar in that, like whatever they're she's doing, a kid, the so. childhood education in the North is pretty good. Like they have right. some sharp... Uh, Sharp preteens in the north. Yeah, although that one preteen uh, ran into something sharper, I think, which is uh, Ned Umber. Ned Umber, yes, because yeah, yes. he ended up on the wall. Yeah. I, that did that startled me a little bit when he was like, ah, <laughs> like when he came, when he came back to life or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, so I there, there's the arms. So there's Ned Umber in the middle. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, and then there's like the parts of arms ending up in hands and like yeah, eight like of those. Little, right, right. There's like it's a wheel, but it feels like it's just like oh, I, when I see that. There's only so many ways I can decorate uh, a wall with a with a disembodied but human. Somehow I feel because we've seen that symbol. We before. have in, in uh, season season one. Actually, right. that was in the same thing that was in, in the, the uh, in the snow. That's right. And somehow I believe it's been likened to or related to something about the um, the children of the forest when they first made the Night mm. King. Like mm-hmm. whenever they stuck him with this thing, whatever type of energy radiated out from that event was shaped in that spirally type of Got it. design. Mm-hmm. So they say. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Theory. yeah. 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 It definitely looks freaky. Yeah. yeah. It was just what I when I was saying appropriation of a, like pagan symbolism, it feels like pretty standard uh like freaky pagan symbol. Like, uh-huh. you know, you're gonna see like spirals and circles and you see that like all in like the you know, all the Celtic yes. stuff, like right, that's, right, that right. symbolism is all very much of a piece with that. Right, right. And speaking of uh, Celtics, though, Torment, not dead. Not dead. Not dead. Yeah. And then, like, somehow the army of the dead passed through. Yes. And I guess they didn't look for survivors after they knocked the wall down. Correct. And then somehow Torment and who's his homeboy? Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they kind of emerged from the rubble. They're now on the other side of the army of the dead is now between them and Winterfell. Correct. And uh, that was interesting because like it also it almost felt as though the Night King knew they would be following him. Because right. like well, why, left- why, why leave that there if you're not expecting somebody to discover it? Yeah. 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 yeah so that's um, that I thought I mean, that's interesting. I think that's probably right. So the last last hearth, that's where that was. That was one of the opening um, locations. It was shot. Oh, well, we got to talk about that, too. Right. So, right. With the, the change in the opening scenes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have a thought on that. So the, the last the last hearth, that is the Umber ancestral home. That's where he was sent to to go tell his men to stay there or to come back. 
Um, that's where they found his body. So Tormund and Beric and uh, a handful of randos come down from Eastwatch, where they where it would have been uh, breached. And yes. then Dolorous Ed, which is just a, such a great name, <laughs> Dolorous Ed and the rest of the Night's Watch also are coming down from the from the wall and right. they meet each other there. Right. Um, I, I guess they're going to be able to ride on horses to outride the Army of the Dead. The Army of the Dead is slow. Army of the Dead is huge, though, too. And they're on horses. Some of them are on horses. Some of them are on horses. Some of them are horses, probably. (laughs) And and don't even get me started on on Viserion. Yeah. Right. But Viserion will only go as fast as, you know, he's a a good undead dragon, I think. He's not going to try to outpace, (laughs) like, if there's some laggards in the back, he'll he'll try to keep them moving. That's right. That's right. So, so yeah. So, what about the opening, uh, opening credits? So first time in eight seasons that it's been different. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, they've often, sh- they've shown the different locations when they've gone to different places, right, but right. they actually changed up the whole thing. Right. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And they seem to go much deeper into fewer places. Yeah. And, and quite literally like underneath, yes. like down, down underneath like, the like ground, the like crypts, where the ants uh, go marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they go to the Crips in Winterfell, they go to the... Um, uh, whatever the hold sewer kind of zone yeah like the holding King's, King's Landing where yeah. they've got the um, the crossbow set up with the dragon head yeah yeah uh, and my take on that is like it's not a it's it's about as much as much what's underneath as what's on the surface yeah like mm-hmm. that was my uh, uh, dramatic interpretation of that right uh, but it was interesting yeah and I guess maybe if you're like here's the other interpretation you're like the guy or gal who's done that opening <laughs> sequence yeah and you're like all right, it's my like my last shot. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, right. throw me like throw me a couple extra bills so I can get an I can get a resume, new version. Resume of this. building, right? Like He's, you've been like you've been cashing in on the same action yeah. for seven seasons. Got to get like, that portfolio together. Gotta, that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, so, so we I think we established a lot of table setting. Uh, you know, some interesting uh, plot development that kind of had to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a lot of surprises around the plot development. Um, but uh, you know, this show I think the way we're talking about the way the the Citadel will be released is it's probably going to be like a Thursday, Friday release uh, mm-hmm. timing. So it's Monday now. We're, we're breaking it down while it's fresh in our minds, which I think is smart. But then we'll be releasing it heading into the weekend. Uh, I think that means that we need to both be timely, but a lot of our takes are probably going to already be sort of out there in the world. They've been, they've been took. Most likely. <laughs> But, uh, but then we could start maybe uh, predicting yeah. or uh, prognosticating, like uh, if like you that. will, uh, what we anticipate coming. We're a trend-spotting parent brand. That's true. So we want to figure out what kind of trends are we seeing in the world of Game of Thrones and uh, what kind of predictions uh, we might want to make. Um, I did hear a good one um, around the director who typically does the big uh, battle uh, episodes, I believe, is directing episode three and episode five. Mm. Uh, so I think the, there's some sort of uh, indication that we're going to see some some battling going on. Yeah, you, you you say indication. I was going to say scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt. Uh, but but <laughs> it's all thing. it's all basically the same thing. I just yeah. enjoy saying uh, scuttlebutt because it's got scuttle it. and uh, button it, so it's a it's a double win. But uh, but I think that idea of um, table setting episode one. Uh, I think intrigue, surprise, plot developments, episode two, teeing up for the big battle, the Winterfell Winterfell battle. In episode three, so I think it's going to be episode three. So I you're think saying it, I think you don't be, think they're going to make it to Winterfell? They being the Night King and uh, all of the White Walkers and the yeah, I think maybe like a skirmish towards the end, and then like 
all heck's about to break loose heading into episode three. So I'm expecting more uh, plot development intrigue. I think Danny's got to hear about uh, John's history yeah. in episode two. I think so. Who tells her? Who tells her? Oh, that's a good question. Is it, it's a, it's, it's either John, John or the right? field, right? So it's either like yes. if, if the betting market would have a, a John and the field. Yes. So I, I think it should be John. It better be it has John. to be John, right? Like who else could it be? Right. I mean, it could be Sam. Sam. It could be Bran. It could come out. It could be like Davos accidentally blurting it out, like when he blurted out that John was killed. <laughs> but if but if it was going to be, I think that's right. To me, the best. There was a little bit of a, a logic to it being Sam. But now, if it were Sam, it's a little bit like. I'm now trying. he's got to go chase Danny down to be like, oh, and by the way, I just told John this. Right. In right. fact, I think it basically can't be. Sam. Sam yeah because he's also like I'm still a little burnt up oh too soon yeah. <laughs> that you uh you killed my dad and brother yeah um I think that's it's gonna I think it's gonna have to be John I think that so John in right. season two with the awkwardness that's the game of clue on this one and uh actually what I what season two, episode two what's uh, interesting one to that what's interesting also though is like do, does Sansa find out or like does anyone else in family Stark find out because they, they probably have a sense you got to feel like danny had a sense too because like the dude's like climbing all over her dragons like that's a targaryen uh uh core competency right so like like the fact that he's hopping all over it like on some level she probably knew it but um you know you're getting the pushback from the the starks who are like uh what's up uh bro well i thought that was very interesting too right i guess it's it's another um one of those uh, social commentaries on, right? The fact that everyone's all up in arms about the title. I can't believe you gave up your crown in this title. And I'm like, you don't understand that there are people coming here. Not people, there are the undead. Right. They don't give up about any of that, right? That was like brand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Like, yeah. none of this matters right now. <laughs> like, we're sitting here fighting about... You know, I, I do love that because like Brand is now sort of like the voice of the viewer. Where we're all like, <laughs> dude, get on with your right. action. No the, time to exchange. The army the of the dead is coming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah so just back to the director. So it's Miguel Sapochnik. Yes. I may be mispronouncing that last name. Oh, we're roll with it. So he is directing three and five, and he directed the big battle scenes. So Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Are both, yeah, for sure. Are both his. And then David Nutter, who did last night's, and then is episode two and four. Um, he has done uh, the Red Wedding was his, uh-huh. uh, the Dance of Dragons, which is the Burning of Shireen episode, and then the Mother's Mercy. That's the uh, Cersei Walk of Shame. So yes. okay. his, uh, I think he's better known for like some smaller set pieces. Right. Um, and if you're gonna have, I think episode three is likely to be Battle of Winterfell. And yes. I think episode three is likely. Um, uh, or is I believe the episode that is the has the longest battle sequence ever filmed. Right. Mm. So it may be like nearly the whole hour and twenty minutes. Exactly. Just for just for that battle. Right. Which is going to be that's going to be some intense viewing. Totally. Yeah. Right. Because I I thought um, Battle of the Bastards, uh, Hard Home, like sitting there and watching the first yeah. oh wall, the God. first wall battle. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're sitting there and just keeps coming you have to like i have had to anyway like remind myself oh i haven't breathed in yeah. like uh, a, a good like minute and a half yes i probably should uh resume like uh 100%. ventilation here right right uh it's gonna be intense but uh to tie this to uh the masters which i definitely wanted to get that in here uh-huh. too where i was talking about uh tiger targaryen uh winning the masters sure. yesterday yeah. uh like it the masters they do talk about saturday as moving day Meaning like that's when 
people are jockeying for position. And so it feels like episode two is a little bit of a moving day. So, so like too. to your point, like I feel like there probably won't be red wedding level, like, Oh, but like something in, I think the intrigue will be dialing, mm. dialing up in the next episode. Somebody, somebody, somebody dies in episode two, right? I right? probably, I think, yeah, and I think so, an right? allegiance, I was thinking like an allegiance flip or like somebody does some, someone we don't expect to flip will flip is mm-hmm. what I'm anticipating. Like something, I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe it's the Sansa, uh, Danny split, you know, becomes more uh, blatant. Like what's currently seething becomes more transparent. But I just feel like it's either then or to your point, it's either then or episode four. Cause I feel like the way it's shaping up episode uh, three it's just going to be lots of fighting with like undead. There's going to definitely be people dying in episode Undead three, dragons yeah. versus uh, alive dragons and like the Night King actually out there doing his hand move. I, I love <laughs> yeah. that, that hand move. Is, yeah, is baller. It's, it's super memeable. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's tough to nail the exact predictions. Well, he, I, yeah. There's a couple others. So, so uh, this may not be for episode two, um, but one of the things we haven't talked about yet from uh, from episode one was um, Chekhov's crossbow that has been given. So yes. yeah. um, Bronn gets the crossbow from Kyburn. Kyburn is, oh my God, that dude. I like him. He's good because he's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although he's like, he's a man of science. He's like, yeah. you know, the hand is like the, the from the white they bring down. It's like yes. still like wriggling. And yeah. he's like, yeah. do you mind if I take this for my <laughs> studies? Um, so, uh, so, Bronn is given a crossbow by Kyburn with the instruction to go kill one of the, or to kill both of the Lannister brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the following things will happen. Either he'll kill one of them or both of them or none of them. Okay. Yes. And I think that if it's none of them, which is what I'm hoping for, yes. because I think they're, it's, it's tough to, it's a kind of an F you to the fans. If you turn Bronn. Well, I think you can turn Bronn, but I don't think that you can have Bronn. Bronn certainly can't kill both. I would, I would put, like a lot of money on there's no way that Braun kills both of them. Like yeah, you're going to use, yeah. right. Like you're going to use this one conceit to yeah. wipe off, like to wipe out two Shackle's of the major gun is only fired once at one character. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think if it's zero, which is my, what I'm hoping for of the three options, then something is going to have to happen to him as a result of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is precipitating some kind of action. You don't, you don't spend in in a in a episode where you can only give six minutes to the to the rescue of Yara. Mm-hmm. You don't give six minutes to Bron getting a crossbow for no reason. Right, right. Just abandon that. Yeah. Right. So there's going to have to be something. My guess is that's not in episode two. Episode three is where everybody's going to die. Right. But then not everybody's going to die because right. there'll be people who live to have episodes four, five, and six. Because they're going to have to make their way to King's Landing. They're going right? to have to make their way to King's Landing. Because that's episode five, you would think. I right? would think yeah. so. I think that the battle for King's Landing is episode five. Right. And I, my prediction is that the Night King is under-involved in um, the Battle of Winterfell. Uh-huh. It's most of the army of the dead. Uh-huh. We don't get him taken out. You're not going to kill the Night King in episode three. I no, don't think. no. Absolutely. Which means that I think the Army of the Dead is going to have to make its way down towards, to King's, towards King's Landing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, or if not, then at least the the surviving humans are going to have some sort of resolution with Cersei and the Gold Company. So, right. Um, but my guess is that a lot of the, – there are there are some real – I would guess there's no major deaths in Episode 2. Mm. No or few. Okay. Episode 3, there's going to be a lot. 
Right. And yeah. then four or five and six will provide us even more. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I think you're right in it, at least when I started looking at who's left, because like it was different when Littlefinger was still out there because like right. there was a sense like that dude's going to die. Yeah. And yeah. then he did. And then you were like, OK, he died. And now like out of the characters that are still out there, who deserves it as much as Littlefinger? Like kind of deserves it. We know that Varys and uh, Melisandre. Uh, right yes she she predicted mm. that she has to come back so that she can die there as well as Varys. so we know that at some point yes. they'll probably both well done yeah. yeah i think that on our definitely death list yeah. are Varys, melisandre yes i think jamie lannister probably mm-hmm. I, I would i would assume cersei lannister there's the valonqar prophecy yes. which is that she's going to get killed by the youngest son, right by the younger son who she believes this is one that's in the books it's not in the show um, that the frog witch that she goes to see mm-hmm. um, gives her that part of the prophecy too. She's always thought it's Tyrion. Uh, Jamie is the younger twin mm-hmm. uh, of the mm-hmm. two twins. So mm-hmm. I, it could be Jamie too. Yeah. I think Cersei's eventually going to go. I think it's probably Jamie that, that kills her. Um, I would assume some number of like the, the, the uh, likable sort of extras B plus players yeah, there of, yeah. of the hound, mm-hmm. Tormund, mm-hmm. Barrack's yeah. definitely going to have to die. The mountain. The mountain. Um, mountain I, might go. He'll go episode there's three. Gonna, I think this Clegane Bowl is going to happen. No, I think that the five. the uh, mountain and the hound will fight. That's, yep. I, I predict that. Yep. And then of the big, so like of the bigs, and I would say the bigs are Danny, John, Tyrion, Arya, Arya, Sansa. Mm-hmm. Are there any other like really big players? I mean, Jamie's big, but you already talked about. I think Jamie's. yeah, I think Jamie's a tear down though. Actually, he's been in my, in my mind anyway. He's like he's. Um, uh, more, he's less three-dimensional in his character mm. than someone like. We could come back to. That. Yeah, we can come back to that. <laughs> that, may, that may be that may be too uh, too uncharitable to him, but um, I I think of that list, not everybody dies. I agree. Like if you're yeah. gonna have the show where literally everybody dies, yeah, no, like no. nobody wants to watch that. I think Arya. I mean, it would I'm expecting Arya. Groundbreaking television, right? Like, <laughs> right? You've never seen a series where literally every major right. character yeah. dies. That's true. Right? That's like, true. That's never happened. Yeah, before, so. I'm expecting Arya to die. You, yeah. Oh, you think so? I, I think, think, I think so. she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Too. I mean, I, I, I don't reason. know. I mean, like, well, just because she's been the death bringer so much. Yeah. That, like, I think it would be tough just, but I've also heard that, you know, at the ending is bittersweet. So bittersweet right. means who dies, you know? And like, Jamie dying fans are behind Jamie to a certain extent, yeah. but like, we've seen enough death. It's a bit she's of a so what? definitely going to die, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But then like, I think you got you to gotta knock off like, either like a Tyrion or uh, Tyrion would be tough to kill, but like, like, Somebody that you've gone on this long journey with, right? Yes, yes. a character who has Jamie. developed. Like we've kind of followed Jamie, but we didn't go with Jamie as in depth as we went with Arya or right. Tyrion. Right. right. I mean, yeah. we spent an entire friggin' season with Arya in uh, in, in uh, Essos. Yes. Yeah. That was like that was hard. Was that was a, tough. It was, long. It was long. So I so my prediction, I I, I reserve the right to revise this in future episodes. Yes. Of Hell is that the bittersweet is that. Um, John dies and Danny has their child together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sits on the throne of a basically broken kingdom. Mm-hmm. 
um, to me, to me, John, I think John has to die. Yeah. Because yeah. he's already, he already died. died. Yeah. Right. So otherwise it's going to be like kind of awkward when everyone's like, you know, that our king died once already. <laughs> like, I feel like that's going to be like awkward in like the, like the pubs around, yeah. like yeah. in like the Riverlands. Right. Right. Um, so I think he's going to have to die and he's the, like, he's the driving force. He is. Like, he's, he's the protagonist. Yeah. He's the protagonist, the overall protagonist. Yes. I think he has to die. And I think if Danny, if he dies and Danny dies, I feel like that's, we're starting to get not that's, bittersweet. That's, that's going to be yeah. bitter. Yeah. Cause, right? cause who would even Sansa, I guess could. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, Tyrion of Tyrion. Tyrion. Cersei. Like I, I feel Cersei's like got to go though. I mean, Cersei it's like on the, on she the, might live though. Like, right? She it's might. Also, it's it is possible, possible that she. Could I think live. she's gonna get killed, but I think it's possible. It'd be tough for her to still be on the Iron Throne though, because it's not enough movement in the final season. It would be surprising. It would be like a boring surprise. I think that's not right. So I think that's not bittersweet. I think people would be like, "That sucks." Yeah, that, exactly. That kind of reaction. Exactly. So, uh, so I think we're coming up to time, but I think this was a wonderful uh, way to kick off the, 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 the Citadel. Yeah. Do, any final uh, nuggets of joy? I mean, any prep work, any, any notes you have in front of you right now uh, that you want to impart to our listeners? I've covered most of mine. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where this all goes. I'm excited to, to take this journey along with, uh, with all of you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, it's not a closing thought, but I was thinking, um, so I was talking to my mom last night because it was it's Sunday and I, I talked to my mom every uh, Friday and Sunday, my dad too. Nice. And my mom said, she calls it games of Thrones, which like makes me want to like, not, like, <laughs> it's, and my mom has like also stopped listening to our show. So well, like all of these things. It's make fine. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, first of all, mom, it's Game of Thrones. But she said, um, do you think I should start watching it now? She's never watched an episode. I was like, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, you might as well hold it now. Yeah. So like, look, if you're, if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're on this journey with us, um, I, I look forward to uh, the next uh, six of these, five of these. We might do like a little, uh, a little wrap up, final yeah. wrap up at the end. I would think, yeah. Before we leave Westeros for good. Yeah. Um, uh, Frank, it's been great having you. Any, what else? What else are you looking forward to? What other, uh, what other takes you got? Uh, thanks for having me again. This has been amazing. Looking forward to coming back and talking it up with you guys in future episodes. Um, and no, I think just again, I, I'm intrigued, right? I'm a, I'm a early, I'm a late adopter. Uh, so but a complete adopter. I, I'm a complete adopter, nonetheless. And I fanboyed out a bit over the summer, watching a bunch of theory videos. And um, so I'm uh, intrigued. I, I really don't know where any of this is going. So I'm just sitting back uh, enjoying the ride. Awesome. And hopefully our listeners are doing the same. Hit us up on uh, at Trending in Ed on Twitter or follow us uh, Trending in Education on uh, Facebook. We'll be back with our regular, regularly scheduled Trending in Education programming on Tuesdays. And then throughout this run of uh, Game of Thrones, the Citadel will be dropping uh, towards the end of the week. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, how you feel about a Learning in Education podcast uh, taking a bit of a, a, a detour into the world of uh, Westeros. We're having a lot of fun with it, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, with that, uh, that'll put a wrap on episode uh, one of our final season of The Citadel. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.